Hi there, and welcome to a special New Year episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. I am joined by my two favorite co-hosts in the history of, wow. of this Broadway radio show. Big shoes. Yes, you are my only two co-hosts that have yeah. co-hosted me for this show. Um, uh, Ashley Steves is the first voice you heard. How are you, Ashley? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we are also joined on the other line by the great Grace Aggie. Hi, Grace. Hello, welcome, hi. I'm awake and alive. I'm alive, alert, awake, color. enthusiastic. <laughs> I have a, a, a tummy full of Baja Blast, and that's all. <laughs> nice, that's classy stuff there in uh, in North Georgia. Um, so today's episode, we are going to be looking at some of the things that we are most excited about to come to the stage, whatever stage that might be, in 2023. These aren't necessarily going to be you know, ranked. It's just going to be discussing some things that we're excited about. These are all going to be things that have seen the light of day. They might not have an exact run announced, but we know that these are things that will more than likely come to a stage in New York, more than likely, but perhaps somewhere else around the country. Um, these aren't going to be things like that we've heard might be coming at some point in the future. These are all things that are either already scheduled to come to Broadway or off-Broadway, or we know have plans to be here that they have publicly discussed. So if you're saying like, show X is supposed to be coming to Broadway in the spring, but okay, that hasn't been announced, so we're not going to talk about it. But there are a lot of really great things that we already know that are going to be playing somewhere across the country. So um, I'll start first. I finished up our our best of 2022, so I'll do the start for 2023. I'm going to avoid the obvious Broadway musical revival that I'm sure Ashley will talk about. And I will let her talk about that. I'm going to talk about another Broadway revival that I don't think anybody else on this list will talk about. And that is Lincoln Center Theater's production of Lerner and Lowe's Camelot. I know that there are a lot of issues with this book, and I'm not exactly sure that Aaron Sorkin is the person that I would have picked to fix the issues in this book. But as Ashley, I believe you and I have discussed before, like this show has some really significant meaning to me. I often talk about the fact that I saw Richard Chamberlain and Melissa Errico in My Fair Lady in a pre-Broadway tour of My Fair Lady. And that was a show that really launched my love of musical theater. The next show I saw was a national tour of Camelot that starred Robert Goulet, not as uh, as Sir Lancelot, but as King Arthur. And I have loved the show ever since. So far, we already know that Andrew Burnap is going to be playing Arthur. Philippa Sue is going to be playing um, Guinevere. She was, I mean luminous and and revelatory in Into the Woods. Uh, and Jordan Danica will be playing Lancelot in this production. I will very likely have some issues with it at some point, but I'm excited about it nonetheless. Uh, Bart Shear is not always my cup of tea in terms of direction, but I will definitely be there this spring. It'll begin previews on March 9th, and I'm very excited to see this. Um, and more than I thought I would be because of Philippa Sue. And not that I didn't like her from Hamilton. Uh, that's the only thing I've, I've seen her in before, but like, she really blew my mind uh, as Cinderella, and I'm excited to see what she can do with another equally complicated royal in Guinevere. Um, Grace, what do you have on your list that you were looking forward to? Number one, number one, which I feel like Ashley is going to echo is fat ham. Um, the second I saw that beautiful disco ball graphic of James Imes, uh, award-winning drama, 
fat ham coming to Broadway, I went, well, to hell with my money. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for this to land on Broadway because I felt so special and honored. Thank you again, the public, for accommodating um, Ashley and I during press times um, to see that show because life-changing doesn't even begin. Like, I, I really, knowing that it's going to have a life for more audiences at the American Airlines Theater, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I, can't, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm literally like, just like absolutely anticipating and antsy about this um, Broadway production with the exact same cast, like hopefully same team all around because you can tell what they created was very special. 95, no intermission. We love to see it. Um, it, it was one of my, I didn't want to include it on our, our 2022, um, list because I knew I was just going to be gushing about it for our 2023 looking forward to. So that's, that one to me is like the top tier, top of the line. Like this is going to be a moment in theater history that I'm excited about. And, um, once again, the public ushering in playwrights that have really created stunning work. Um, This is a co-production with the National Black Theater. And if you weren't familiar, this is the kind of like reinvention of Shakespeare's Hamlet um, with some more modern lenses, but also keeping true to like the mystery and the freaky nature of the, of the original text. It was just, if this is, you know, we, we get Shakespeare adaptations all the time. If this is how they can all be, which they can't be because what he created was so fantastic, um, then I'm like gung ho. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm down for it. So, um, yeah, fat ham. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Ashley, what, uh, is on your list that you want to talk about? Um, let's get this out of the way. I don't think I'm ever going to stop talking about my excitement for Sweeney Todd, um, which I have many times on today on Broadway so far. Um, and like I've said, when I've talked about it each time, the thing that I really keep coming back to is going to be those Jonathan Tunick orchestrations. Um, I've seen so many incarnations of this show before since as long as I can remember, as long as I got into theater. The only thing I am really tentative about, I guess, will be the direction. So I'm hoping to be proven wrong. But the cast, the orchestrations, the band that having Sweeney on Broadway in general and just being able to go down there and hopefully get semi cheap tickets I doubt will ever happen but it is certainly yeah, I know right is certainly on my wish list obviously Josh Groban is Sweeney Todd and Lee Ashford is Mrs. Lovett but we've d- talked about recently the new cast editions of Jordan Fisher Gatton Matarasso Ruthie Ann Miles so so great and everything and those previews begin February 26 I obviously have a preview ticket um, I will have many more tickets after that I'm sure and I just can't wait for it i simply cannot yeah that that's why i did not start with that one i didn't want to steal your thunder Um, my thank you you're welcome um the next show that i'm gonna talk about we don't know when it is coming back to the stage i think it'll probably be in new york when it does although i suppose it could have another out of town tryout but this is limpico with book uh, lyrics and original concept by carson kreitzer she is joined in writing the book and uh, who also wrote the music by matt gould who has appeared here on broader radio before to talk about this show directed by the great rachel chavkin and choreographed by raja feather kelly i just saw the national tour of hadestown to kind of reestablish in my mind Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
Rachel Chavkin, to use the parlance of sports and football that I am currently engrossed to writing about right now, she right. has she has that dog in her. Like she has the yeah. ability to do whatever the hell she wants and to make it absolutely breathtaking. I'm pretty and, sure I have two Rachel Chavkin directed shows on my looking for. Great, list, I so think yeah. I know what the other one is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but just everything we've heard from this show, I've talked to Eden Espinosa about the show multiple times here on Broadway Radio. And to hear that EP that they released uh, through Masterworks Broadway, like Woman Is is just a perfect song. Like I still have the video on my phone of of, of Eden doing it at Green Room 42. But then the other mm-hmm. two songs that were released are just remarkable. I think that there will probably be some changes between what happened at La Jolla earlier uh, in 2023 in the summer to whatever we see it next. I don't know if it'll be directly to Broadway. As you talked about, Rachel has other things she is currently working on. So the kind of the timing has been thrown off, but everything about this show seems exactly like the kind of thing that I want to see. And the people that are involved are the people that I want to see doing things. So I think there will probably be some changes. I think there might be some casting changes as well. Not with Eden, fortunately, but I think there will be, you know, some, some tweaks because of how long these things are taking to gestate. But as far as I'm concerned, I I think that Limpika is the show of the 2023, 2024 Broadway season. And I'm just hoping that that is proven correct. And it actually makes it, during that time period. Uh, All right, Grace, what do you have next on your list? Okay, I actually have New York, New York, and there's a couple of reasons why. The hell of a town. Yeah, why why are you apologizing? Because I have famously talked about this film before and how Mm -hmm. uncomfortable I was. Um, I, I had a really strong negative reaction to the original source material film um, in in theaters the first time I saw it. Mm -hmm. And... I am just eager to see this particular show with candor and music, but also co-composed with Lin-Manuel Miranda with in conjunction with the original Scorsese film from 77. Um, I just, I think this is going to be fascinating. I'm eager to see the cast list. Like I just, I want this to be a moment where I can go in with like open eyes and ears and hearts and go like, okay, cool. This was a thing that you saw and now they're updating it, but it's still going to be classically set post-war. Like, what does that mean? So I'm intrigued by this. This is like a thing I'm looking forward to as like an artist, but also like someone exploring like new musical theater and adaptations and what those things mean. Um, Because I think that we're in a very critical time for adaptations that uh, like film adaptations um, in in general. So yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to all of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the um, some of the names that I have heard tossed around for the show do make me interested in this probably more than I would have been otherwise. So we will see what happens when and if they I mean, assume eventually they're going to announce the cast, but um, we don't know when that'll happen, but should be very exciting for this show that really nobody knows what it's about. Like we know what the movie's about, like you said, but it's not really based. It's like inspired by the movie and it's not the story of the movie from what we understand, but um, should be interesting. Kind of a a weird dark horse of a season with those names attached because we just don't know a whole lot about it. But Ashley, what else is on your list? I'm going to hit, I actually have three Rachel Jackson shows. Bring it. On my, let's go. It was, so let's just hit them all at once. We already talked about Limpica. I am so, so looking forward to Second Stage's production of the Thanksgiving play by Larissa Fast Horse, which Absolutely. is supposed to come in March through June. Um, I don't know that we have actual dates no, yet. I can't ju- remember. We don't. The, the website yeah. I, I looked recently, it just says coming in March. So that's okay. all we know. 
So there we go. So this will be the Broadway de- debut of this. And when it was announced, I think that it be- immediately became a top three or top five thing that I was looking forward to in the new season. I second stage has been doing great work in general, but to see another satire, another comedy, which already so difficult to mount a good comedy as we keep seeing, but one that really tackles the social issues of it all and stepping outside the boundaries of what we've seen on Broadway in the past. This is a major one for me. It's going to be at the Hayes Theater, of course. And then off-Broadway at New York Theater Workshop, there is also How to Defend Yourself, which is written by Liliana Padilla. It's going to be co-directed by Liliana, Steph Paul, and Rachel, again, who is very busy, as you said. Um, And that's about a DIY self-defense class and college students kind of learning how to defend themselves and turn their bodies into weapons and how they channel their rage and anxiety and trauma. And I am all about that, obviously. Yeah, very much so. I'm, I am a subscriber to New York Theater Workshop. Whether yeah, or not I get to obviously. see that one, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to make it up for all of them. Um, so many people became New York Theater Workshop subscribers. Yeah, funny. Funny how that Weird works. how that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Next on my list, I am going to mention a show from Manhattan Theater Club called King James. It'll be the New mm. York premiere. Um, it had previously yeah. been done. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're excited. Okay. Um, it had previously been done at the Steppenwolf Theater Company in Chicago and at the Center Theater Group in Los Angeles. This is the new play by Rajiv Joseph, directed by Kenny Leon. It'll star Glenn Davis and Chris Perfetti. It is the King James in the title is not like the King James is in the Bible. It is of the, the King, King James, the King James, my King James, uh, yeah. LeBron James, who is the basketball icon from uh, from Akron in Ohio, uh, became famous playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But this is a a play that is funny and about how friendship revolves around you know two people being uh you know obsessive fans of lebron james and kind of going for there i think rajiv joseph is one of the great playwrights of our time and i'm really excited totally. to see this show um about somebody who i am also a tremendous fan of much like the characters in this show um i saw lebron james play when he was in high school he's only a couple years younger than me but he when i was a student at ohio state he played a game at the arena um on campus and I went and saw it and went with my uncle and my cousin. And, um, it's just a, a big part of my sports fandom as an adult. So very much looking forward to King James, which will be coming to, um, city center actually, uh, beginning on May 2nd. So looking forward to that. Um, Grace, do you have any other ones? I know we, we kind of said we'd, we do three, but if there's anything else you want to throw out there real quick, we can, we can do that. Yeah, I'm 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 such a little slut for a solo show. Okay, and great. so obviously Prima Facie coming to Broadway mm-hmm. is kind of massive for me because this was, you know, from the West End, Jodie Comer starred and will star again. Um this is just it's just really cool. That's all I want to say. Like um <laughs> the fact that it's coming to the Schubert Theater um with Jody in the original cast like for this like limited um Susie Miller production like I'm just eager. The fact that, and I also want to call this out. People often talk about like doing a content capture, doing a, um, a, a recording of a show and then putting it on the way that national theater did so eloquently reduces ticket sales. 
That is Bullshit. not the case. It's not exactly. True. It's never been true. It's never been true. And been proven wrong over, over and over again. I know, yeah. But I just exactly. So I just want to say they did an incredible streamable recording of this show on the West End after the show had closed, after Jody was packed up and gone home and they're able to mount this show on Broadway and still hopefully, you know, sell it well. And it's just like, yeah, I don't think that the problem is accessibility. I think we can provide accessibility. And this is a perfect example, again, of where I think that those things are actually beneficial to the production. So I'm eager to see another pre like another solo show, but also one led by a woman. That's been a minute. Um, most of the solo shows that we've seen in the past season have been led mm-hmm. by older men, um, older white men, to be exact. And um, I just um, eager to see a new one come along. Awesome. Uh, Ashley, what do you got? I'm going to do a couple more in brief. Um, one, because we've talked about fairly recently on Stay on Broadway, and that's Michael R. Jackson's White Girl Danger. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm a massive fan of Strange Loop. I've seen it three times since it came to Broadway, and this is going to be uh, the event of the season, I'm sure, at least off-Broadway. Um, I'm also currently working my way through the Susan Laurie Parks backlog, especially since we saw Top Dog Underdog. I'm mm-hmm. really excited about the Harder They Come adaptation at Public Theater, which is uh, first preview on February 16th. And also, I didn't get to see it because I was supposed to have press tickets, and then they canceled the rest of the run um but plays for the play gear which will be coming back in april for i think 25 days i don't know if it's 25 performances but i've heard nothing but great things about that and always love being back in joe's pub let's be realistic Absolutely. Um, all right. Real quick honorable mentions that I want to throw out there. I'm looking forward to Primary Trust, which is coming off Broadway from the Roundabout Theater Company starting on May mm-hmm. 4th, running through uh, July 2nd. I know very little about this show other than the fact that it stars um, April Mathis, who saw on Broadway in um, The Piano Lesson, also was off Broadway with Roundabout in Tony Stone. But she co-stars with William Jackson Harper, who is oh, yes. one of the absolute best, and I'm very excited that he's getting back on an off-Broadway stage. It is a new play by playwright Ebony Booth. Looking forward to that. Um, on Monday's episode, Grace and I talked about the ridiculous cast of the new Atlantic Theater Company musical Cornelia Street. Mm-hmm. Looking forward uh, to that tremendously. Georgia Bood, Norbert Leo Butts, Mary Beth Peel. Um, Giselle Jimenez, just a, a great group. Uh, looking forward to that coming. That begins performances on January 20th and runs through February 26th. Don't know if I'm going to be in town to see that, but if, if I can't, find you all should. And the last one that I want to mention, because I am that guy, I am looking forward to seeing what the hell is going on with Once Upon a One More Time. Like, of hell yeah, I'm yeah, glad obviously. You said it. We are all yes, curious. yes. <laughs> like, your mileage is going to vary on all of these jukebox shows, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I gravitate towards the ones that try to do something different, whether that is doing something weird, like having uh, the entire show be a therapy session for the main star, like with a beautiful noise or doing like three versions of the main character in summer and share, or which I prefer Building a story around songs that already exist. It doesn't always work. It's a little clunky sometimes. Yeah. Like I think, you know, Anne Juliet did it fairly well, but it didn't, wasn't perfect. I like that challenge. I like to see how creators and artists can try to live within that world and make it make sense. She could, 
to get away from the Wikipedia entry of it all. 100%. So I don't know if this is going to be any good. I, I, I heard varying difference, uh, differences of opinion with the out of town tryout, but from what I understand, it ain't going to be the exact thing that we saw at the out of town tryout. Uh, Grace, you and I interviewed the directors and choreographers, Keone and Mari Madrid, <laughs> the cast, who knows if it's going to be the same one as DC, but like, I'm just interested because this seems so weird that like, I want it to work. Even if it's not my thing, yeah. like I want it to work because it is so bizarre. I'm going to have a fun time regardless. Exactly. I feel like. You can't. And I think not. that's how you have to go in. I feel like it, the same thing happened with Anne Juliet of like, yeah, who is this for and who's taking it seriously? Just go in and have a fun time. Yeah. Like I, other people liked Anne Juliet more than I did, but I had a good time. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like, I didn't have a bad time. I thought like I went in thinking like, I want this to be entertaining. And it was absolutely delivering on every possible totally. you know part of that. So. Um, anybody else have any last things you want to shut up before we wrap it up? Oh God, too many things. Yeah, so I'm a lot. just going to leave it at that. There's so much. I'm so, so much. very excited about the new season and new yeah. year in general. Yeah. All right, everybody, let us know what you are most excited to see in 2023. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, or you can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Grace? You can find me on all social media platforms until the end of time or somebody deletes something, whichever comes first, at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful new year. We are very happy that you chose to spend it with us. And um, I'm not sure what day you're hearing this, but whenever it is, you know that we will be talking to you soon. 